everybody, it's time to LOL. Listen out loud, that is. It's time for Anime Jam Session with DJ Ranma S, Mako-chan, and Ari Rockefeller. Hey everyone, welcome to Anime Jam Session, episode number 178. We are that podcast that talks about anime, games, conventions, fandom, geek stuff, and everything in between. I'm DJ Ron Mess. I'm Mario Rockefeller. And I'm Mako-chan. And here for a split second, I thought I'd be the only guy in the, on the, stu- in the studio on the podcast tonight, which means I'd probably have been my last day on Earth. <laughs> Hell of a way to go out, I suppose. Mm, no... No, knowing Mako, she would deny me my booze and my weed and be like, I don't think so, Tim. Bitch. Sorry, I have to keep them for myself. You you see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, man. Well, you you cannot has. See? Exactly. But that's okay. When I die, I'll just come back and haunt her every single waking moment of her life, and I'll just start hiding her, her stash. <laughs> that's actually kind of creepy. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> and then she'll ghost bust your ass out of there. Yeah, like- no, if he's gonna, if he's gonna, you know, truly haunt me for the rest of my life and be there every waking moment, I would do some really fucked up shit to annoy the fuck out of him. You know this to be true. Yes, but your usual tactics of annoying me would not work. I think it would. Because there's plenty of shit you don't like to do that I would, you know, just be dragging your ass to. But I'm a and go- you couldn't say anything because you'd already promised to haunt me for the rest of my life every waking moment. Yeah, but I'm also black. I'm only, uh, I only live up to it when convenient. If it means I have to mm-hmm. leave the house, I won't leave the house. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'll be sitting at home watching soap operas with your mom when she retires. I don't think it works that way, Tim. <laughs> I think if you are astrally going to tie yourself to somebody to haunt them, you have to, you know, fully astrally tie yourself to somebody to haunt them. I don't think you get to pick and choose. Eh, well, I've earned enough, so I could probably try to get away with it. Uh-huh. <laughs> anyway. Yes. We are live tonight, week of August 19, 2014, on the VOG Network, Tuesdays at 9.30 p.m. Eastern, and replays at Thursdays at 1 p.m. Check out our interactive chat room at live.vognetwork.com. Chat clients such as Merck, XChat, Chatzilla can use irc.gamesearch.net. Chat room is VOG, V-O-G, or you can head on over to animejamsession.com slash vognetwork. There's an IRC link. You click on it, it brings you right into the chat. So we got that out the way. And also, we may, we may be having a guest in studio later tonight. It just depends on the timing and how everything falls together like Tetris blocks. All right. Um, Tetris, the perfect metaphor for life. Mm. Accomplishment, accomplishments disappear and mistakes pile up. Oh, yeah. I got a funny... I got a story to tell y'all later. <laughs> Right, let's cut, let's get the let's get things going. Start off with Ari. So Ari, how was your week and how was your day? Oh my god! You sounded borderline Valley Girl slash emo at that one. Oh, as emo as someone four hundred fifty pounds can be, but uh. Anyway, we oh. finally made the transition to our new apartment. Awesome. However, like you know. There's still boxes of unpacked shit laying all over the place where we can't uh, 
We haven't been able to get there yet. And yesterday, I hurt my knee at work. How'd you do that? Sitting completely, perfectly still in my booth, doing absolutely nothing. Not freaking kidding. I was just one moment nothing, the second minute, moment sound like some. It felt like something had like come apart in my knee. Strange so I, shit has happened. So what happened was today I, after work, I decided to go to a hospital to get checked out. Mm-hmm. Now to their credit, you know, as slow as some people think hospitals are, are or whatever, it only took them about an hour and a half to uh, get me in, see what was wrong with me, and then uh, discharge me. That's a record. Yeah, I have a little uh, a bone fracture in my knee. It's, a, it's like a actually it's a soft tissue fracture injury, but uh, it also like pulled off a little sliver of bone. Ooh. So yeah, I'm sitting here in a Wi-Fi lounge in my apartment my apartment building with a huge immobilizer on my leg. Well, now. No, sorry, make that two immobilizers because the uh, ones they had couldn't get. Well, two immobilizers because the one they had couldn't get completely around my massive tree trunk of a leg. Mm. But, uh. They gave me Vicodin, too, to deal with the pain. Ooh, the good stuff. Fun time. I, I haven't taken any of it yet. Boo. Well. Well, after learning it, hey, there was free Wi-Fi in the social room down there. I didn't want to uh, miss this podcast. Bro, let me tell you, after the podcast, go to your room, pop a Vike, put on some Pink Floyd. Thank me later. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'll m- most likely be doing that, but uh, I'm pretty sure you don't want me drugged out of my skull on the uh, podcast. No, we're saving it for the Christmas episode. Yeah, I'm gonna come in there like, okay, my boy, talking like that all night. <laughs> and as and as we see in the chat room at live.vognetwork.com, Ranger Serena says, "Fike it in, meds of the gods." And yet, and yes, Agentator, I did pack and box shit for the move. I did. What do you expect me to flush my TV and my video games and my game systems down the toilet? Come on. And when it comes, when biking in, when it comes to me, my body's like, is that all you got? <laughs> God. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Actually, I'm, I'm probably going and since it ended up at work, it might be workman's comp claim. I don't know. I don't know how it's going to work with the, my employer, so I'm just going to have to tell them the bad news tomorrow when I call them and, uh, to see where it goes from there. Fair enough. But still, you have no idea how fucking awkward this immobilizer is. Hmm. Been there, done that. It's not fun. Been there, done that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's how shit's been going for me. Alright. Very well. Mako-chan, how was your week and how was your day? I worked a lot. Swing low, sweet chariot. Should we change? Yeah. Your, should we change your theme song? No. <laughs> no. Ever since uh, I got keyholder status, they've Ka-ching. been. Yeah, they've been taking advantage of that. 
So, uh, yeah, six days straight. Although the raise was really nice. It always is. But uh, by the time Sunday came around, I had no fucks to give. <laughs> so Usually. all the shit I needed to do didn't get done. And then I worked less. I worked yesterday. And then I had off today. And again, all the shit that I needed to do, no fucks were given. Yeah, you know, it's like where you get to keyholder slash supervisor level and you got to deal with all this shit. At the end of the day, you're like, fuck this. I'm having a beer. Welcome to uh, to about, I'd say, three, three and a half of the four and a half years I was at Staples. Also, I came to buy a visitor. Yeah, he finally picked up the uh, Blu-ray player. Awesome. But yeah, that's that's basically it. I've also been going through uh, fanfiction.net, and I know it's it's the horror of uh, you know written word. Mm. But I have been. Going through their crossover section for Sailor Moon. And there are a lot of stories. And I've been trying to go through and find all of the ones having to do with Makoto Sailor Jupiter stuff. Oh, boy. Some of them have been, you know, pretty interesting. And, you know, I I guess the obvious stuff, the Dragon Ball Z, the... uh, Gundam Wing. The Godzilla one. I have not gotten to that point yet. I don't know if you'll be able to find that one, but that fanfic came out somewhere after that god-awful movie came out. So it was mm. Sa- the 96 one. Yeah, it was Sailor Jupiter versus Godzilla. <laughs> anyway, so I've been going through, and some of them are, you know, typical, like, Jupiter's a heroine and she's, you know, loved by all and basically she becomes the next Sailor Moon type thing. Mm. Some of them have been actually really interesting. Um, I've actually read a couple of pretty interesting uh, Ranma one-half crossovers. Yeah. And interesting in the way that they basically... um, have certain characters being you know I I guess half of each other Mm. like there's one where uh, basically Ranma was only able to save Ukiyo and barely at that so Satsuna had the brilliant idea of um, you know fulfilling destiny and basically putting her and Jupiter in the same body. And come to find out it's from, you know, it's from the past because she was married to the reincarnation of or she was married to the incarnation of um, the Jupiter Prince and by that point, all of them had died, so Ranma ended up with all of their memories and basically became all of the guardians for the Sailor Senshi. And because of that, um, instead of marrying Pluto, 
Pluto allowed him and Jupiter to get together and then found out by actually going into the past that even though he was in love with Jupiter, he actually had started to love Pluto and it became this whole twisted clusterfuck. Mm. And it was actually an interesting read. <laughs> now, I remember reading three of uh, Ron one half uh, Sailor Moon crossovers. Two of them were Sailor Ranma. And one of them, I believe, it, it was supposed to be a retelling of the anime with the main characters, you know. And of course, mm-hmm. Akane was Mercury, you know, well, or some shit like that. Um, there was another one where Sailor Moon was gravely injured, and an avatar was chosen to take her place, and that was girl type Ranma. Uh. <laughs> And there was another one. It was told from Minako's point of view. But here's the thing. She has parents. Her parents are Ranma and Akane. Okay, that's just weird. No, what's what's weird, I guess funny, is that I remember a scene from the fanfic where they see their daughter transforming to Jupiter. Ranma doesn't really have an issue with it because... Look at the women that he's had to deal with. But Akane is just fretting over the fact that the skirt is too short. And she's uh, like... Priorities. Yeah, she's like, back in my day, we didn't need short skirts this short to fight, you know? And she makes a valid point, because if you watch Ronmo and have all this, the school uniform skirts do go, like, if not right below the knee to, like, halfway between, you know, the, the leg, the lower legs. So they're decently lengthed. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah, so, I mean, I sat down and anything even looked remotely interesting, I read it, and that includes the Twilight ones. Ugh. But I think I enjoyed the Twilight ones because they basically bashed Bella, like, forever and mm-hmm. ever and ever. Um, but one of them was just, you know it was a vampire coven and they weren't a family so they were all into like huge orgies and I'm like who the fuck is writing this shit hey Rami you saw Helsing abridged for the first time this weekend right yes first minutes of episode one what happens I don't remember but there was a reference to Twilight I know Elucard guns down like shoots Edward Cullen 37 times like who is it Oh, you know, blam, 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 a real fucking vampire. <laughs> a bridge Helsing and Deadpool should join forces. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, I just finished reading um, Dresden Files, Sailor Moon crossover, and oh, the funny thing is, the only two stories in there, um, one's a prequel of, you know, the main story. And the only real storyline is uh, Makoto-centric, which was kind of cool. And it's written halfway decent, so that's even better. Mm. So once the podcast is over, I will continue my quest to find fucked up fanfiction. Go to Tumblr. No. Uh, I'll I'll stick with fanfiction.net for now. Go to Tumblr. (laughs) You do not go to Tumblr. I've de- uh, I've dealt with enough uh, Tumblrites today. Okay. Mm. Just a suggestion. 
Alright, and moving right along. Well, my weekend day was pretty cool. I think, let's see, what did I do? Friday, I hung out with my old friend Lori. We kind of sort of like had a reunion of our original cosplay troupe together, which was just us eating pizza and, and like, I don't know, we didn't have pizza, but they had like, we had like the, some awesome appetizers. We hung out like down off of 14th Street and then went up to Queens, hung out with my sis and we had a couple of drinks and I had it home. And then on Saturday, shit, yeah, what did I do Saturday? Yeah, Saturday I went out with, um, with Michelle Knotts and, and the crew. We went to the, uh, Mitsuwa's Bonadori Festival. I do have some pictures. I don't know when I'll be posting them. I'm trying to get them done soon. But it was pretty fun. End up getting into a pissing contest with somebody over the dubbing of Dragon Ball Z. Let's just say it took a lot of my willpower. Really? Long story short, he believed the dubbing was pure shit. And he expected them to sound more like the Japanese counterparts. Yeah, sure, buddy. Sure, pal. That never happens, which is why so many people, you know, don't like the dub. But at the same time, you know, that's okay. Yeah. And then Doesn't they, make it shit. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like I said, you've got to give it more of an American adaptation of the way the characters would sound to us, the way it should. Not how it should be in its real pure format. Like, not for nothing, Street Fighter, the animated movie, that first one that Sony did, that was a shit dub. Because they tried to get one, to, they tried to go one to one with the Japanese and American voices. That was pure shit, and they thought it was great. So, so as I'm leaving, they say the one line that just made me want to turn around and just slap the taste out of both their mouths. It's like after you have like a pissing contest with somebody, and and I've done this to people. So yeah, now I know how it feels. That shit is a pain. Asshole says. Have a nice day, sir. Yeah. What, was he much younger than you or something? No, it's just how it was said, you know? It was like... Have a nice day, asshole. It was was very condescending, you know? It's like Mm -hmm. adding the salt to the open wound after you bandaged it up. Mm. And then... Sunday, uh, me and Maka worked on our other podcast, and that episode should be up uh, probably tomorrow, um, for Thursday. And I actually went up to Long Island to hang out with a friend of mine, so I didn't get back until late. But I actually got up on time for work. <laughs> That's a good thing. Yeah, but not last night. I woke up like twice during, twice during the night, and I'm waking up, and it looked like there was like creatures and shit floating around my room, and I realized I woke up during like... I guess REM sleep or something like that because I'm like fuck is going on here yeah that's a little weird yeah so I was just like in and out of consciousness for like the first four hours of my shift it's like once I hit 11, 30, 12 o'clock I'm chugging along and if we go into the chat room real quick at live.vognetwork.com Rageinator has a dare for you Mako, he dares you to find and read Kirk Spock MLP slash fiction. If you can find it for me, point it in my direction. Challenge? And give me room to take cover. Challenge accepted. I will read at least a little bit of 
everything. If I can't stand it, I do stop reading it. Mm. But uh, I, I am open to really weird shit. <laughs> I know. I've seen your room. <sighs> we all have. Exactly. <sighs> you have to admit, you you did walk into that one. <sighs> Whatever. All right, all right. Let's. We're gonna go ahead and take our first break, and when we get back, we're gonna kick things off. Okay. Okay then. Meh. Pet pet. Meh. Whatever you say, Apple Bloom. We'll be back. Meh. We'll be back.
Okay, before we get into uh, tonight's topics, there's no breaking news this this week. First time for everything, but I kind of want to bring something up. I want, you know, everybody's thoughts on it, you know. Now, we have, we've commissioned stuff from people from time to time. It, it happens, you know, I'm not saying it's a bad thing, uh-huh. but, you know, we don't have time to make our costumes or whatever, you know. We got to get something commissioned, cool. So, generally, it works like this. You find how much it's going to cost, and you start making payments on it. Yeah. Once you get to that that halfway point, or the, the fabrics and the materials are covered, the commissioner will go ahead and start making it. And then, once all your payment is done, you pick up your cosplay, and you go to the con, you have a good time. But, big as our cosplay community is... In some aspects, it's still small. Because we have friends and stuff like that. And like, oh, can you do this for me? Can you do that for me? When it comes to my commissions, I've always found myself either paying, which I don't have a problem with, or trading services. Oh, you're going to fix this for me? Fine. I'll go tweak your computer and, and turn it into a, onto a mean, mean machine. Whatever. So, but sometimes we actually go as far as making the whole costume. And then... You kind of get screwed on it. That happened to a friend to a friend of mine, and I thought, if I found out what happened, I was really pissed about the whole situation. I mean, how can you be that irresponsible to not make payments on a cosplay as that a friend of yours is making? I mean, you know, it's like friendships one thing, but business is another. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I think once that happened to me when I was building a computer for somebody, but I just ended up sending the parts back and be like, done and done. Got at least most of my money back. But when it comes to cosplays, you really can't get your money back. You just have to, like, sell it and try to recoup most of your losses, you know? Yeah. I mean... It's just, it ain't right, you know? It's just, just have show, show a little respect and integrity, you know, when you're doing that type of shit. Well, this is why, even for friends, you should still be doing payment plans. Mm-hmm. Or because of your friends. I mean, most commissioners, they want everything up front. Right. Or half up front and, you know, half when it's delivered. But, you know, for friends, giving them a payment plan kind of thing. But you should still be doing something like that, so you're not completely out of it. True that. I mean, there's nothing saying that you have to be such a good friend that you're going to go out and buy fabric and start on a costume without them giving you money at all. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, you know I'm going to do it for you. You know I'm going to pay you. Doesn't mean that, you know, when the costume's done, they're not going to have a financial crisis and go, you know what, I can't pay you right now. Yeah. I mean, because part of it is is that some cosplayers, they want it for a specific con or, con, you know, con. And it's like, they want it by then. I mean, me, I do want my costumes by a certain convention, but if I can't have it by then, I'll just save it for the next one. For me, it's not that big of a deal. And as Ranger Serena says, I, she says she just got through a commission from Hell Issue. So, I mean, if you want to call onto the Skype line later and talk to us about it, hey... We're glad to li- listen. But over- yeah, I mean, I, I'm I'm commissioning some things. Yeah. 
And I'm not expecting it to be done in, you know, a month's time. Because I know I'm not the only person commissioning stuff from them. Mm-hmm. Which not is to mention why... that these people have things to do besides sew costumes. Yeah, you have yeah. A, a lot of commissioners, they, that's, they do, that's a side job for them. That's like extra income. Most commissioners have a real full-time job. It's like how we discussed on last week's show, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's I mean, just if I, so... If it gets to the point where I have to ask you to help me build a computer, I'll at least give you a big chunk of the money up front because yeah. I trust your judgment on this sort of thing. Mm-hmm. No, it's just, you know, y- you always have to do something. So, you know, I-, I give money for my commissions. I always end up cooking for you when you come to fix my computer and shit like that. Right. You don't just do something for free. I mean, yes, it's nice, but at the same time, do something for them. Yep. It's like, oh, here, I-, I fixed your costume for you. Or, oh, hey, I hemmed your shirt. All right, here, here's, you know, Starbucks. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, they're your friends, and I get it, but at the same time, don't screw them over, because they're your friends, fuckers. Exactly. Because mm-hmm. you never know when, they're, when it, the shoe's going to be on the other foot. You never exactly. know. Exactly. Right out of high school, I let a friend of mine borrow money. And at that point, I wasn't thinking, oh, you know... I shouldn't I shouldn't let him borrow money. You know how long it took him to pay me back? How long? It took years. There was almost four years before he paid me back. And that's mainly because his friends are like, uh, you know you never paid her back that money that you borrowed. And he had completely forgotten about it and then moved. Mm. What an so when he, Well, when he finally did pay me back, he gave me interest. Oh. And he's like, I'm so sorry. And it's like, well, I, you know, I had completely written it off by this point, and I actually was able to go to a convention at that point because I had the money then, mm-hmm. which is one of the anime next that I completely spent way, way, way too much money in the dealer's room because that, I had it. Isn't that when the year you got Hito's sword? No, that was not the year I got Hito's sword. That was the year that I got all the Final Fantasy Advent Children figures. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so I mean, I, it's just, you know, you don't screw over your friends. Whether or not it's right then and there, or something like with what happened to me, and he made up for it by doing, you know, by giving me the interest that, you know, not not a huge amount of interest, because I mean, but something, because he was, you know, apologetic, because he had completely forgotten about the fact that he borrowed money from me before he moved. Mm-hmm. So you just you don't screw over your friends because they won't be your friends after that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it gets when you start burning bridges like that. I mean, it's one thing to get into a fight with somebody and be pissed off and not agree with them, but it's completely different to completely screw them over. You just, Mm -hmm. you don't do shit like that. Exactly. Oh, shit, I got to swing by my school tomorrow. Totally forgot about that. Oops. Yeah, um, the the graduation DVDs are available, so I got to go pick mine up. 
Ah. Yeah. So swing by up. Go over there right after uh, um, work tomorrow. That reminds me. I haven't seen any of those pictures. I forgot to post them. Bah. Anyway, let's continue with, you know, the stuff that the podcast is actually about. Okay. <laughs> Make sure that people don't want to hear us incessantly bitching to one another. No, that's when we do, um... That's when we do um, Anime Jam Retirement Village. And we when we bring on um, OLR and we just bitch about shit for two hours straight. Get off my cosplay. <laughs> that's not your teeth. <laughs> Damn, youngins. <laughs> Screwing everything up. Yup. Okay, who wants to go first? I'll take this one. Go for it, man. The new Power Rangers movie is slated for summer of 2016. Yeah, Lionsgate announced that the new Power Rangers live-action film will debut in theaters on July 22, 2016. Writers Ashley Murrow and Zach Stenser are penning the script. The two writers previously wrote X-Men First Class and Thor. Star Trek <coughs> and Transformers writer Roberto Orki is also signing on as a de- executive producer. Wonder Morphin Power Rangers subsequent Power Rangers series used recut footage from the Japanese Super Sentai franchise. Mighty Morphin primarily used footage from Kyori was Sentai Zio Ranger, and the current series, Super Mega Force, uses footage from Tenso Sentai Gokai Gosager and Kaizoko Sentai Gokaiger. Yes. Okay. So here's my question. Is mm-hmm. it gonna be about the uh, current Power Ranger team or is it gonna be like they go back through the archives and find like Rangers in the past. Well, as it originally popped out, it's supposed to be a reboot. And also what popped up in the rumor mill that Jason David Frank is going to be a part of this project. Really? He's going to be a part of it? Tommy, you don't say. Yeah, I see. He was part of Original. He was with Season 2. He was um, in Zeo. Um, he was in uh, Dino Thunder, which retconned his character in Zeo. And then... Um, they brought him back again for Super Mega Force, which retconned his character in Dino Thunder and Zeo. Okay. Pretty much, Frank has at this point enti- completely embraced his Power Ranger persona. Yeah, I think because that's the only thing that's making him money. And his uh, skydiving business and his uh, karate schools. And, well, yeah, yeah, most of his karate schools, people only go because, oh my god, it's the guy from Power Rangers. And as, as much as much as he, times he's at conventions, he's not even really there teaching classes. I mean, come on. No, and from what I've heard, he, he's a real asshole, too. Well, I, yeah, I was told that, but from people, from what I understand, he's not that, he, he's not a dick anymore. Ah, uh, ha, 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 ha. Well, I'm just saying, I know when he first started going to cons, he was a total dickhead, but now... He wised up to it. Yeah, he wised up. Yeah, maybe he's not a dick at conventions, but he's a dick to his his employees. And from my understanding, his wife... Mmm. Yeah, you want... uh, Yeah, Mr. Frank, you want to explain that that right cross to the face? God damn. Shots fired. Yeah. Hey, maybe, maybe we'll finally get to see Adam again in his Zeo Ranger powers. 
That's I, all I want. That's all I ask. And for the record, when they did Power Rangers the movie, it cost them, at the time, about 50-something million to... I know it was close to 100 million to produce. They just broke even with the movie. They just broke even, and Turbo tanked out pretty badly. Wow. Yeah. Turbo almost killed the franchise. See, that I didn't know. Well, funny thing is, uh, David Yost just posted a picture yesterday of uh, the green screen that they were all uh, set against for the plane jump from the movie. Okay. And the picture is uh, basically him flipping the bird at the guy <laughs> behind the camera. Mm-hmm. Um, because the whole entire thing was done with green screen. I, well, I do know that it was filmed, if you watch the credits, the entire pro- film, it was filmed entirely in Australia. Yeah. Mm. Quite interesting. But instead of having them actually, you know, jumping from a plane, obviously they're not trained to do any of the stunts and things like that in the air, but they didn't get to go up in the planes at all. That kind of sucks. Yeah. Also, a lot of people in the set like, or had a lot of uh, nasty uh, homophobic things to say to David Yost. Yeah, so. yeah, that that I figured. That, yeah, I discovered that while I was watching um, the fans POV. They did an interview with him some time back, and he kind of discussed it. Can't say I don't blame him for you know, for bouncing like that. I mean, come on. But yeah, I could just see them rebooting it, looking like an up-to-date uh, Power Rangers. Oh, wait. They did reboot make it more up-to-date. It was Power Rangers Megaforce. Done. Done. Please. Please. Yeah. So we'll just have to wait and see. I mean, it's two years away, so... Yep. Look at it this way. Michael Bay is not connected to it. No, don't give him any ideas. Oh, hey. I still have yet to see Ninja Turtles, so... So do I. I've heard very mixed reviews. It's and got most like a of it... 15% rating on Rotten Tomatoes. Well, no. Most of the mixed reviews is because people can't uh, disassociate the fact that it's Michael Bay. And the fact that a lot of people are bitching that it's not like the originals. Okay, no, it's not oh, supposed wait, to be. All right. The original comic series is dark as fuck. It's not even that. The people are bitching. It's not like the original cartoon and everything else. Um, attention to everybody that's seen Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the new one. People who are in their late twenties, early and thirties, and so forth, who grew up on the original cartoon and the movies. I want you all to know something. This movie was not meant for you. So sit down and shut the fuck. This movie is for the new generation of people coming in. Yes, we are going to go and compare it to the original and then bitch, moan, whine, and so on and so forth. I should know. I saw half of y'all at Dragon Ball Evolution. Yes, that movie was also bad, but I came out of the theater understanding and knowing what they were trying to do to the movie. They just still have yet to watch that movie and have no desire to see it. Well, you can always watch the TV series. Good for you, Mako. Well, Mako, sorry. Well, you can always watch the TV series. It's called Shameless. Hmm. Yeah. They mentioned airbending in Dragon Ball Evolution, and all the Avatar fans are like... <laughs> <laughs> Sound like a steam vent 
bursting. <laughs> oh, well. Okay, moving on. I think Monica's going to want to take this one. Yes. Yep. Her inner fangirl is squealing like a bitch. Speaking of movies, and all you fuckers out in L.A., um, the Japan Film Society announced on Wednesday that it will host the international premiere of the live-action Lupin the Third film and the Rurouni Kenshin sequel at the fourth annual L.A. Iga Fest in Hollywood during the September 12th to 14th weekend. Lupin the Third will be opening the festival, and Rurouni Kenshin will be closing it. So, yeah. All you fuckers suck. <laughs> See, when you said the, the society, I was thinking of the Japan Society out, out here in Manhattan. I was like, oh, sweet! Nope. It's the Film Society in L.A. Damn. So, Hollywood gets another go at all of these films. Which happened... The last time, too. The last time Roni Kenshin, um, during the premiere, it premiered at this festival. And then I don't think got any other U.S. showing. Besides, you know, conventions and shit like that. Through alternate means. Yeah. Nudge, nudge. So, here again, we have the Loop in the Third movie and the new Kenshin movie. Both, again, being, you know, premiered in L.A., and I'm wondering if that means that it will never see legit theater distribution in the U.S. Well, it's... I know it's not going to be huge, but look at what Dragon Ball Z did. Mm -hmm. That they actually had to extend its limited run. Mm -hmm. Granted, it was only for another day, but still. Do something like that. Make, you know, put it in, you know, 500 theaters, 600 theaters across the country. Make it so that it's only for three or four days, and watch the people fill up the seats. I mean, they'll be kicking down the door to get in. I mean, yeah, because Funimation did that for the Madoka films, I believe. If it wasn't Funimation, it was Aniplex. I mean, Fun Funimation has done this in the past with limited engagements. I mean, if I'm not mistaken, uh, Funimation owns the rights to Lupin and Kenshin, so maybe, just maybe. Yeah, but you have to remember that the past releases have been very limited. Mm -hmm. Only in major cities. The one for Dragon Ball Z was practically everywhere. It didn't take you long to find a theater that had it, you know, locally. And because it was only three or four days, they made their money. Because it wasn't, you know, in there for a month and only one or two people showing up. These people knew they only had three days to see this movie, and if they really wanted to see the movie, they were going to see the fucking movie. But you also got to take a note that Dragon Ball Z is more of a household name than the other titles, so, you know, it's going to be a lot bigger um, release, per se, you know. I did not see any kids. It was all adults and, you people know, older teenagers. People our age that, you know, it was, yeah, it was a household name, but these are people that had grown up with it. L Lupin the Third is something that people know about. Kenshin is something that people know about. If you do something like that with these two movies, butts will be in the seats. I would totally be down for my local theater playing the, uh, these two movies. Mm. And if we got I, I know you would too. Yeah, definitely. 
And if we go into the chat room at live.vognetwork.com, HockeyCommon says, Kenshin fans out on the East Coast about to say, don't make me go bat to sigh on you. And Jeff B. told us, let us know that Funimation doesn't have the rights except for the Fujiko anime, and possibly Aniplex has Kenshin. So I do know that Media Blasters did um, lose licensing on that. Yeah, Kenshin is still up in the air, but oh, wait, it's one it's, of those things that Funimation is airing. I think it's one of the um, one of the ADV spinoffs. Yeah, I'm not sure, but at the same time, you know, again, while Lupin might have flopped on Adult Swim, that doesn't mean that you know if they do something like this, that it's only a limited airing that people aren't going to fill the seats. Okay, it's Aniplex that has um has the rights to it now. Waiting for the inevitable Kenshin Lupin crossover film. <laughs> if someone goes no, time I'm I'm happy with my uh, Lupin and Detective Conan. Thank you very much. I'm very happy with that crossover. Because <laughs> I finally got to sit down and watch the new movie and squeed so freaking much. <laughs> Seriously, if you were a fan of Lupin the Third and Detective Conan, just the the inner workings of that movie are hilarious. Because it starts off with fucking Kaito Kid. Down girl, pet pet. I can't help it. I like it. I like it a lot. (laughs) Eh, you made Ranger Serena squee over that. (laughs) What is wrong with you? I can't help it. I'm sorry. No, you're not. No, I'm not. Of course you're not. Okay, now, I came across this on my feed, and I had to throw this in here. Now, first things first, if you, have a, if you run a website, and, it's, and your template is pretty much a Tumblr, yeah, I'm not going to... I'm going to take, take it seriously? Yeah, because we know what happens goes on the, on the Tumblrs. So, this guy over at mangatherapy.com wrote, some, wrote his thoughts about race and diversity from Otakon 2014. And I'm like, wait, what is such a thing? <sighs> Long story short, he just mentions how there was a lot of a lot of black people at going to conventions and giving them something to do. Oh no, what a nightmare. I know, right? Ooh. I'll even uh, like like from here, um, let's see, let's see. Da, 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 da. Now he was cosplaying, and he says here while people were taking photos of us, some kids came by asked for a picture with a friend of his who was um, Bishamonten. I don't know what series that. Oh yeah, from yeah, I guess Noragami. All right, cool, whatever. They took pictures of another cosplayer, and he said what made him laugh was a little boy who just had to have both cosplayers whips around his neck. And some of the girls made compliments and stared at how cool his friend was. And he goes, what those kids had in common was that they were all black. For anyone who doesn't know, the majority of Baltimore's population is black. No shit, really? Shock and alarm. I know, right? 
The city is noted for having a high crime rate, which is often linked to their presence. That's racist. <laughs> yeah. Baltimore was the setting of a hit crime drama known as The Wire. The creator of the show said there are two sides of America. One is full of white people who are rich, while the other is full of black people who are poor. And yet, Baltimore is becoming one of the more smartest cities in the planet. And the harbor is one of the best places filled with water in the world to visit. The area is an awesome... So, no, no, no. Bullshit. bullshit. Okay. I, Have I want you, you seen the water in the harbor? Mm. It's the same shade of... It's the same, like, dark blue, nearly black color in the day as, it, as well as in the night. It's nasty. That explains the soap. <laughs> no, the, the, the water in the fountains is fine, but uh, I'm pretty sure if you dumped a bottle of, of a laundry detergent in the inner harbor, it would just... The inner harbor would just look at you funny. <laughs> yeah, that kind of thing. Pretty much. But I'm sorry to have cut you off there. Well, it's... It, it, fine. It's fine, you know? And he pretty much talks about how some of his friends eat, like, is it safe? Uh, look. I'm going to say it is now. Baltimore is... It's predominantly safe. Detroit, predominantly safe. Most conventions where it's being held is predominantly safe. Use your common knowledge. Once you know the layout of the convention center and the hotels, that's where you go. You don't really derive off by yourself unless you are with a bunch of people. Jesus Christ. I just want to know how the... How... Just... I can't. I, this I, guy's got his head up his ass. In yeah, other pretty words. much. I, I, I can't justify this. I really can't. I decided to bring this up because I just, I'm just because how amused I am. Because if you don't know by now, I don't look at things as black or white. I look at it as, as shades of gray. I want to look at it from every single point of view before I make my decision. I don't look at it as like, oh, these black cosplayers, we're, we're all a bunch of cosplayers. If you got, if something happened to you, well, it wasn't, well, shit happens, you know? Douchebagger and assholeism doesn't know color or yeah. race or anything. Exactly. And some people, and then, and there was a mention about it going to D.C., you know. I'm pretty sure that's confirmed by now, isn't it? Yeah, it is. They confirmed it last year. But this is what he says. Last year, I suggested that Otakon should go to D.C. Now he wishes it stayed in Baltimore. Because, yeah, I can understand. It's its home. Otakon is Baltimore. Baltimore is Otakon. Yes, but Otakon started at State College, Pennsylvania. Know your history. And he says how D.C. and Baltimore is considered to be ghetto-rific and not worthy of attention and so forth. Man, listen. You have a very skewed view of this, and Mako, you have to read this because you are you 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 were a psych major, correct? Mm-hmm. He calls his site manga therapy, where psychology and manga meet. <laughs> 
Oh god, I've dealt with enough of that shit today. Uh, yeah, I think we'll save that for the other podcast. I said my two cents of that and walked away, so... No, we've already we've already covered that on the other podcast. All oh, right, but, yeah. but people are fucking idiots. Yes, yes they are. And speaking of people that are fucking idiots, um, Ari, take the next article, please. I hope you were referring that the people want about this article are the fucking idiots and not me. No, not good because I haven't taken I haven't gotten any of my pain meds right now, and I'm. Kind of a little sensitive right now. Uh, no, dude. No, no. I'm talking about the fucking idiots who are bitching about this. Oh, the uh, Kentaikon and their uh, yes dress code weapons policy. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this is an anime convention, shock and alarm, that takes place on the USS Yorktown. It's both a museum and a memorial, but uh, it also says we'll be sharing some space with regular visitors. I'm on their dress code and weapon policy page now. It says, Out of respect to the memorial, other visitors in the museum itself, we require the following. Be sure to wear footwear on the carrier. Both males and females should have nipples covered by clothing of some type. Tape isn't enough. No fake blood. No Nazi insignia. No offensive language on clothing. No costumes that demean race, religion, nationality, etc. No visible underwear or garments. No trolls or horns. And no dead, undead, or zombie cosplay. So, pretty much, if you're cosplaying Hitalia, Helsing, Kill la Kill, Homestuck, The Last of Us, The Walking Dead, try again. It's like they're trying to nip these in the bud right now. Exactly. And they have Which, a very... not for nothing, is, you know, their right to do, because mm. they're on a fucking boat that happens to be a memorial. Uh, a battleship, yeah. Yeah. And they have a similar weapons policy. No metal swords, knives, bayonets, cane swords, and or other objects made of metal, which have a sharp point or sharpened edge. There's no pellet guns, air guns, mini or pistol crossbows, stun guns, dart guns, or blow guns. No nunchaku. And, uh, no explosives. Exactly. And the thing is, people Here's are, my question. On, How do they manage to land a, an anime convention on a ship? Not just any ship, a, a battleship turned memorial slash museum. I guess because the cosplay and the culture, the pop culture, will bring people in to learn about the history, I suppose. I'm not sure you could pull this off in the USS New Jersey. Or the one, or the Intrepid. Mm-hmm. It just seems like, or <clears throat> I guess the compromise is that it would still be open for normal business hours, which is why the mm-hmm. the uh, policies are so restrictive. Yeah, I mean, if it, if they had the entire museum to themselves, I could see, I could see them lifting some of the rules, but not all. Honestly, I would have preferred to have at least attempted yes. to get the whole thing for myself yes. or the the entire event. And I, and I just think I and I and I and I, I hate to say this, I don't think too highly of myself when it comes to this type of stuff. But if you're bitching about this because you think it's unfair to cosplay like this, and because of the rules and regulations and why they have it, 
I am not just severely judging you. I am not just looking down upon you. At this point, get the fuck out of the cosplay fandom. Just stop, get the fuck out. If you're going to sit here and bitch that it's not fair to put uh, that the policy is so strict because of what because of the location of the convention, you need to get over your fucking self. Now, yeah, I, guess what? If you don't like it, don't fucking go. Exactly. You'd or, think that'd be the obvious one. Nah. Or, you know what? Find another cosplay you can do. You ain't gotta do, um... Uh, nudist you, Beach uh, Kill a Kill cosplay. You could do normal Ryuko's uh, school uniform. You could be Mako or Satsuki. You could do that. But just don't go into alternate forms, you know? I mean, if you want to do a la carte, you just have to be plain as possible if you can get away with it. No, the thing is, you can still be Alucard. Yeah. You just can't be the fucking Nazis he's fighting. Yeah. You can't be the bad guys. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. And guess what? You can still cosplay from Homestuck. You just can't be the trolls. <gasps> but guess what? There's a bunch of other cosplay that you can do from the series. But Get out of your fucking box. Yeah, but the reason why they do the trolls because the trolls are a lot more noticeable than the other characters. Well, it's Christ. it's if you look at it, it's no trolls, no dead or undead, no zombies, mainly because of the makeup. I'm guessing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they don't want all that gray body paint, you know, splattered all over everything. I mean, it's yes, some people are very very careful with what they're doing, but some people aren't. Yep. There are a lot of people that will still cover their hands and you know start touching shit, and that grease paint gets everywhere. Mm-hmm. And it is grease paint, so it does not come off easily. And again, if you don't like it, don't fucking go. But you know there are going to be a ton of cosplay that is going to look awesome mm-hmm. on a fucking battleship. Exactly. I mean... Uh, you could do... There are various military-esque cosplays. I mean, like, come on. Solid Snake on a battle carrier? Come on. Hell, even Lieutenant Surge would be perfect on that. Guile! And they're, they've already, they're already Guile, talking yeah. about... Um, uh, what was it? I was looking at part of this, Guile and they have camp. other places like around the ship mm-hmm. that you can actually go to. Yeah. There are uh, three major ships um, that you would be able to go touring through, that you're going to be able to take pictures with. So you don't just get you know, the aircraft carrier. You get to go through a submarine. You get to go through a destroyer. And there are fucking huge-ass cannons on the grounds. And I can't imagine, you know, Attack on Titan cosplayers not enjoying taking pictures near fucking huge-ass cannons. That would be that would be bitching, seriously. And that's what their thing is. Some, I can imagine some, uh, some Levi cosplayers sitting astride one of them and the caption reads, Oh boy, that's subtle. Hmm. But, I mean, think about, like, all of those people that do the sailor uniforms for the Sailor Senshi. Doing that on, you know, actual military craft instead of just on a harbor or something like that, that's going to look fucking amazing. Mm. So the people that are so up in arms and bitching... Think about something that's actually going to go really, really well with your setting and do that. And then stop fucking griping. (sighs) 
And you notice how most of the griping is coming from the younger generation, so... Of, of course, course it is. It younger is. generation, yeah. which has handed everything in this frickin' fandom. Mm -hmm. Get the fuck over yourselves. They're pissing away the inheritance. That's a good way to describe it, right? Yeah. yeah. Pretty much. Yeah, I mean, there are obviously some things that aren't going to be allowed. Um, certain cosplay that might be a little too risque and will probably be tossed out. Like, on the chat, Ari said something about Guile and Cammy. I somehow don't think that Cammy is going to be allowed on the ship. Yeah. Those are variants of her outfit, but if you, oh, it's going with the whole military yeah. characters. Yeah, some yeah. of the other variants would work, but mm -hmm. everybody that I've seen do Cammy does, you know, the whole butt floss. Yeah. 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 Guess what? That's not going to be allowed because your butt's hanging out. But there's no freaking reason why so many people should be upset because there's a shit ton of other cosplay out there that you can get into. So just, you know, get out of your fucking box. Don't be a one-trick pony. Mm-hmm. And speaking of one-trick ponies, uh, Marco, you want to talk about this one here? Uh, the Crunchyroll one? Yep. The Scumbag Steve one? <laughs> yeah. So, uh, I found this one, and basically, um... What they're basically saying is, because this thing is long and wordy and I don't feel like reading it. Understandable, rightfully so. Um, but basically what they're saying is that with the closing down of pirated anime and those channels and everything, um, you know, people are just going to be going and watching stuff on Crunchyroll and things like that. Um, the whole thing is, is the, a big reason on why people still pirate, even though Crunchyroll is an option, is because Crunchyroll is a shitty option. Um, most of the time, Crunchyroll is buying stuff from uh, from fan subbers. And that's the way that they're, you know, making it legit. Or, you know, they're just taking it from fan subbers and putting it on, but getting permission to actually do it, do that. So a lot of the stuff that they're showing is just really, really, really crappy subtitles. They're still doing that? According to this, they are. Wow. Now, I have heard some stories about Crunchyroll. I hear, you know, pretty much anybody that works there are a bunch of spoiled brats. I've heard, them, I've heard stories of, like, Lake Tahoe big, uh, trips and stuff like that paid for by the company. Must be nice. Yeah. Mm. The reason for those reasons you just mentioned is why I never supported Crunchyroll. I mean, yes, I support the fan, fan subbers, but I also support legal means of anime. And the, I understand no matter how you cut it, fan subbing is piracy and bootleg. I get that. But you have honest fan subbers where if a series is licensed, they will drop it and go on to something else. But then you got mm -hmm. those who will pick it up and be like, Fuck you guys, I'm still gonna do this. Case in point, Full Metal Alchemist. That shit kept happening on the regular. Mm hmm. 
The thing is, and now, you know, what everybody's going through and getting is that if they know a series is going to be popular and they find that out by manga sales or things like that, they've been doing simultaneous releases. Mm -hmm. And guess what? That's working out really, really well. Yeah, I mean, you know... Where it is officially subtitled and loaded onto a website and released, you know, the same day or, you know, a couple hours later, but relatively at the same time. And guess what? It's cutting down on pirating because there's no freaking reason for it. The only people still, like, fan-subbing titles like that are people that are pissed off because, oh, you know, that's not the way it's supposed to be. When certain things... um, don't necessarily have a specific translation. And look at all the the translations for uh, Shimata, where it's basically just a, an exclamation. Mm-hmm. But so many people are like, oh no, it sounds like shit. It must be a curse. It's not. It's just, you know, it can be, but it's an explanation. It, like it, it's just, you know, something it's like crap or oh, you know, it's something like that. It's not necessarily like, holy shit or damn. Mm-hmm. And yet people aren't happy when it's quote-unquote dumbed down to make it not adult enough. Because, I mean, if you, if you watch the new Sailor Moon dub, Sailor Moon says Shimata. Mm-hmm. She ain't saying shit. Mm-hmm. But you look at fan subs <laughs> out there, and I know Makoto at least is cursing up a storm in some of them. Yep. I mean, it was because Shimada is a little difficult to properly translate, and some people just put their own little spin on it. I've seen, well, yeah, I've because seen... people go, "Oh, Shimata, that sounds like shit." So she's just going to curse. She's got a filthy mouth. Oh, no. Crap. That's not what it means. I've seen some fan subs of Dragon Ball Z where they're all cursing up a storm as well. Half, I mean, some fans will just throw that in there just, you know, just for the fun of it, you know? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, there's always going to be people that don't like the subs the way that they are, so they're going to be out there. But this, you know, Crunchyroll is not the best place. Yes, you can't find every anime everywhere and Crunchyroll does get the rights for certain things. Um, They get the rights for a lot of off-the-wall kind of things that aren't going to be found. But Crunchyroll does not need the rights to everything. Like right now, they're showing shit that Funimation already has the rights to. They're showing shit that Viz already has the rights to. And... There's no reason for that. Well, I can... Well, actually, there is. There is a reason for that. You might not like the reason, think it's stupid. Hell, I think the reason is stupid. Uh, You know, I'm going to go to Crunchyroll and watch it here because they're all about the fans. Fuck this. Fuck Funimation. Oh, I'm going to watch it on Crunchyroll because I don't need... I don't want commercials. Fuck Hulu. Hulu doesn't bother me. Hulu still bothers me, but you know what? I will fucking deal with it. Hulu doesn't bother me only because, you know, in a half hour, I might get a total of three minutes of commercials. 
And that, you know, it doesn't bother me because, especially during Japanese stuff, it gives me a time to rest my eyes mm -hmm. without having to, you know, read or something like that. So I don't mind the little breaks that I get. The commercials are idiotic. That I mind. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I, I don't mind that there's a couple of things here and there. But with Viz and Hulu going into um, not needing to pay for uh, their mobile service anymore. All that's left as the holdout is basically Funimation. Because even Crunchyroll, you have to pay for their mobile service. Yeah, I mean, Hulu, yeah, it's free on mobile, but you know what? I fall into that percentage of, as much as I like to sit here and watch anime on my TV at my computer, I want to sit in front of my big screen TV. Mm -hmm. Watch it on my console from the comfort of my couch. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's probably that's part of the reason why I'm paying for Hulu. Yeah, but Hulu is going free to mobile. Yeah. So if you wanted to, as long as it's not every show on their list, mm -hmm. but it's gonna be a bigger majority, and the fact that you're gonna be able to see anything free on mobile is a plus. But, I mean, it's, it's just the fact that there's no need for, you know, everything out there to show everything. And Crunchyroll is not, you know, the bee's knees of fan sub and the place to get it all. Mm -hmm. I would rather get it from its source. Because, as you've, you know, read in the past and seen for yourselves, there are differences between the Crunchyroll quality and the legit quality. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, when those translation errors occur and things like that, I would rather, for the most part, go with the original people that put it out. And when was the last time you ever saw a fan sub that was better than the original than the uh, official one? I hate to say it, but a lot of times I like the fan subs over the original, I mean, regular legal uh, subtitles, because here's the thing. Fan subbers like to have a little fun. They will use an alternate font. The, a lot of fan subbers, they use fonts based on whatever series it is that make it flow better. Mm -hmm. And when you watch the opening and endings, they make it like a karaoke. That shit is cool. Seriously. Yeah, I also like when certain characters get a certain color font. So when there are a bunch of people talking, you can see the color of the font and see who exactly is speaking. Mm -hmm. They do that in a lot a of touch. Sentai. They're doing it a lot. Like um, they did it a lot in Sailor Moon, where you know their respective colors are the colors that are in the subtitle, and I like that. I, I like it because it helps me to understand who's speaking and recognize their voice a little bit better. Yep. I also like uh, the fan subs because um, instead of going through and changing a joke to make it Americanized, they'll just have an explanation for the joke. So not only am I getting what the original joke is about, I'm actually learning a little bit about Japanese culture. Mm -hmm. <gasps> Gasp. <laughs> and I like that. There's a lot of that in Azumanga Daio, if you watch, you know, the fan subs of it. 
I don't know if that's in the legit copies. I haven't watched them in a while, though I have seen them. Actually, but, I think they are in the uh, legit copies. Yeah. But, I mean, more people need to start doing that in legit copies. Don't just, you know, Americanize the subtitles. Don't just Americanize the dub. Give an explanation of what the hell is going on. Because one of the reasons why, you know, going to Sailor Moon, one of the reasons why I hated Minako was because I thought she was a fucking idiot. <laughs> and come to find out, you know, with the facts of so many different written languages in Japan, she's not necessarily an idiot. She's reading the kanji wrong. Mm-hmm. So it's making, like, all of the sayings that she says, it's making them off because she's reading it wrong. Because kanji could have two or three different meanings depending on the kanji before or after it. True. And that made me realize, okay, it's a cultural thing. She's not a fucking idiot. So I actually liked her a lot more after watching it with the subtitles and fan subtitles at that. Because, you know, it explained a little bit more into what was going on and why she was saying what she was saying. Ask her what a computer network is. <laughs> it's a network of computers. Don't! <laughs> Don't! <laughs> I am living that right now. Don't! You got that printout of uh, Artemis going, getting real tired of your shit, Minako. Not yet. Not <laughs> yet. But yeah, I, I think we can, you know, beat this dead horse for all that it's worth, mm. but... You know, some people are going to live religiously by Crunchyroll because, oh, it's, you know, it's legitimizing subtitles and it's bringing you a lot of anime, which is great. But when those subtitles suck or it's taking away from, you know, the legit sources of where it's getting it and changing because, you know, it's either taking fan subs and making them legal or because the subtitlers there don't happen to like what's going on. There's issues. So when you're watching it, and it's supposed to be in high quality, but you're still getting, you know, it's not, the, the sound isn't synced up to the video. Or there's screwed up subtitles because somebody decided that they didn't like what was said, so changed, the, like, changed things and screwed it up. I mean, you're not the best company out there. And mm -hmm. it's, I think it's hurting the legit stuff when oh Crunchyroll is the best and they go no I'm gonna go and get it from a pirate as you can see we're quite passionate about about anime here yeah I mean I love finding legit sources for my anime and I would rather have legit sources than you know have to go scrounging the internet for stuff, but I would like legit sources that aren't going to screw up things, too. True that. To register participation for this week's episode of Anime Jam Session on vognetwork.com, use the passphrase sheet. Are we done with that? <laughs> I, I think, think we're we done bitching. For now. Alright, I, I just wanted to make sure. Just wanted to make sure. All right, I'm going to go ahead and pull up the next topic, which is our open forum uh, open forum discussion.
Okay. There we go. This, as always, open forum topic. It's where we ask all of you your opinion on something in the anime cosplay fandom. And as we always ask, if you don't want us to use your real name, please put a different name before you post your answer, and also please keep it civil. Here's this week's open forum topic. Starting points. We all have had our first convention and what it was like. And we usually go back to that same convention the following year. So what was your first convention and what was memorable about it from that year or a different year? And I should have thrown in there whether it's good or bad, you know? And we have some good answers here. Okay, from um, Bobby Steele. He says his first con was AFO 2004. He didn't cosplay. He didn't go to a lot of panels. And his dad and his stepmom bought him various wall scrolls. And he kept going before he moved to New York City. It's his favorite convention in Central Florida because it's at the same hotel in Orlando that he was very familiar with. From Jeff B. Comic Con 98. Damn, son. He'd been living in California for three years at that point where his mother had heard about it and thought it'd be a fun thing to do. He started attending at the height of the, of the, of the 90s anime boom, so anime was really big, so he saw his first OVA, which was the Sonic the Hedgehog anime. That was his first foray into conventions, and 16 years later, he's still going every July to San Diego Comic Con. Cool. From Saya, AX 2001-2002. She had never done a convention before, but wasn't sure what she was getting herself into. Yeah, I, I know that feeling all too well. Seriously. <laughs> never done a costume before, and that was also new. Been there. So the convention really didn't seem to change much, but that first year she was just overwhelmed. She went to meet friends, wear the costumes that they badgered into bringing, and the second, and see what the fuss was all about. By the end of the con, she was quite addicted. The second year, friends had talked me into going into the masquerade. I got to see what it was like. Got to see what it feels like to be a rock star. Because, you know, if you've never done this before, having people take your picture and chat you up because of your costumes, it was crazy and fun. Got to t- meet and meet guests and talk to them. Loved the panels. She's not sure she'd go back now because of how large it's gotten, and she didn't think she'd enjoy herself. She prefers moderate-sized conventions. And I understand that. I mean, I, I guess to me, Otakon, I can kind of go and just keep my mindset on what I want to do, whereas New York Comic Con, oh, that's just too much for me. But honestly, I prefer the small to mid-range conventions. I think I'd have a lot more fun at those. Um, Stan from Plastic Ronins. Um, he went to Final May 03. First convention, no cosplay. Here's the thing. When he was waiting in line, a couple of Inuyashas came by to play in front of him. And Chris Kagome told one of them to, Sit, boy! I turned to Ki- the Kikyo, who was standing next to him, and went, Shoot me with that arrow, could you? This is ridiculous. I promised myself I would never be a cosplayer like them. And a year later, I sure I knew I'd break my own promise. Ain't that something? And from our very own Dark Tetsuya. While not an anime con per se, my first con was WonderCon 2010. His brother and him went for one day to see what it was like, and he loved it. 
and he got to play Final Fight Double Impact before it was officially came out, and he saw the viewing of the 11th hour with Matt Smith as the 11th Doctor. And he went back the following year, which was a lot more epic. I'm glad you had fun, man. Let's see, for me, it would have to be Animazement. I could... I'm not saying these memories were bad, but, like, first year I went, I was like, wow, I have to start cosplaying, so I did. Ended up in two long-distance relationships due to, um, Animazement. <laughs> Both didn't work out properly as expected. One of them, one of the exes I'm civil with, the other one I would like to run over with a bulldozer. <laughs> God. But you know, but honestly, my most memorable one, I I thought it would be Animazement 2000, because I actually teared up on the bus ride home because I had so much fun, but AWA 2012, yeah, I teared up at the airport because I had so much fun. Hanging out with Saiyan, Yachten, all the LCM, just seeing all the old school cosplays, finally get just a meeting and chilling with Katsuhiko. I was like, wow. I have got to go back. And as Serenity41088 says, she wants to run her ex with a bulldozer. Hey, as soon as I'm done with mine, I'll pass it right over. What about y'all? Um, mine was Otakon 2004. Yeah. <clears throat> and before that, I had actually seen cosplay for the first time. I, it was it was this really awesome Dan cosplay, which a fraternity brother had showed me. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Ironically enough, I had <clears throat> I was stunned because I couldn't tell if the guy had actually went out and bought a uh, pink or salmon colored gi, yeah. or just took a white one and dyed it pink because many years later I would do the latter for my Dan cosplay. Alright. And, uh, I remember my friend, you know, Vashel had suggested I, uh, that we cosplay for Otakon. I'm, like, thinking, okay, I might actually be into it. And so I found a, a dealer to, uh, make my Ash cosplay. And, and through getting it delivered to the hotel we were staying at, and I, that's how uh, the first Saturday of my, my con went, because we had gotten late in our late Friday night, and we had no idea how to get there. Mm. But, uh, that was great that first time while I was walking around every 10, 15 steps, someone asked for a picture of me. Cool. Marco? My first convention was 2002. Which okay. one was it? I met this asshole there who's completely ruined my life. <laughs> Hi, Rama. <laughs> See, why you gotta talk about your mother like that? You're, you're a horrible daughter. Uh huh. But yeah, my my very first convention, um, I decided to cosplay, and I was gonna cosplay as one of my favorite characters, Washu. Um, had no idea what the hell I was doing, but walked into ShojoCon 2002, which was in East Brunswick that year. Mm-hmm. And the moment I walked in, one of the very first people I saw was this tall-ass black man dressed as Ranma. I thought I was dressed as Duo. Hmm? I thought I was dressed as Duo. No, you were dressed as Ranma. Okay. I have a picture. Okay. 
He accosted me, asked me for my picture, and said, Nobody ever does wigs with Washu. I love it. I did not accost you. I did not. Just for the record. Yeah, you did. (laughs) (laughs) And it's been downhill since there. Buckle up, bitch. Yeah, and obviously it didn't stay in East Brunswick that year, uh, so I wasn't able to go to it again. But the one convention that I seem to keep going back to is Anime Next. Because we're such whores. Yeah. Well, it's the first... Like, I went to the convention to hang out with friends, had a great time, sort of, and then decided, you know, after that, why pay for a hotel room and all of that why pay for the badges when I can work here and that was you know starting to work for conventions and that went downhill (laughs) (sighs) can't win them all I say and if we Mm -hmm. go to live.vognetwork.com well now, other benefits of going to the cons as well. We'll just leave it at that. Alright. We're going to go ahead and open the Skype line. So, if you want to kind of briefly discuss with us uh, some of the topics from tonight's program or something like that, go ahead and give us a call on Skype at Anime Jam Session. All calls will be will be shortened to uh, about two minutes. And since we do have some very short uh, area, some very short um, articles from news from Japan, we could probably knock those out too. Alright. I will go ahead with the first one. Aww. Oh, okay. Why? Did you want to? Because I take... figured you'd take the last one. I think I'm gonna get stuck with the last one. Well, I figured Ron would take the last one because he's the one that made me put it in the list. First thing I thought you were trying to insinuate something. No, you made me try and put it in the list last week. Well, it it was good. How was I supposed to know we was gonna get kind of crazy? You know. Uh huh. Then you can read that one. Fine, I will. But before we get started, <laughs> we have a call on the line. Ah, you're live on Anime Jam Session. Who's this? Candy Jam, as always. Hi, Candy Jam. Hey, you. Hello, hello. And your two minutes starts now. Um, first, I just wanted to say what my first con was. Um, Anime Boston 2009. I was dressed as Euphemia. I didn't get past the proof because somebody uh, poor accidentally dropped their iced coffee on top of me and I called my um, guela, um, my Puerto Rican grandmother, up crying, going, I want to go home. Oops. Yes, I, I did not make it very far. And then my next was Anime Boston 2013. But yes, that was my first con. Um, it was like a 200 something dollar dress that my meme, my French grandmother, had bought me. See, I would have, I would have shanked somebody, or at least pissed on a pistol whipping. No, me, I'm too sensitive. It was just one little thing, and I was like, "Nope, I'm going home. I don't care. I spent sixty dollars on a ticket. I'm gonna go home. Nope, I'm done." I don't have to take this. I'm going home. Um, the other thing I wanted to quickly say is, um, 
about Crunchyroll. Yeah. Um, I had a subscription with them, but I had to end it because for some reason, always in the middle of me watching something, it would just stop and start loading another uh, episode, and it was always the most irritating thing because I'd have to restart the entire system. That's their servers. God. It's crazy. Yeah, so those are my stories for tonight, and can't wait to hear next week. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. See, that is awesome. Short and sweet and straight to the point. All right, we're going to go ahead and cover this first article, then we'll take some more calls in just a bit. All right. Ari, since she's making me take the last one, you go ahead and take the first one. Okay. A cop was arrested for filming a woman taking a bath. What? This is starting to be quite familiar. (laughs) 46-year-old Kamigawa Prefecture cop police officer has been arrested for suspicion of using his smartphone to film a woman taking a bath at home. According to police, the officer identified as Akira Yanagida entered the grounds of a woman's apartment building on Fujisawa on the 9th July 21st and filmed her in the bathroom through a window, <coughs> TV Shai reported yesterday, Wednesday. The woman's apartment was on the first floor. The case came to light after Yanagida tried to film another woman taking a bath on July 30th, but she saw him and called the police without letting him know. So this guy's been doing it more than once. Hmm. Yeah, and this is his thing, apparently. That's just nice. Yeah, who do you call when the cops are the one fucking spying on you? You call a bigger cop? <laughs> but, hold on for one second, we have another call on the line. Haha, you're live on Anime Jam Session. Who's this? Hey guys, it's Nemesis47. How y'all doing tonight? Hey, hey. Hello. Hello, hello. Hey, what's on your mind tonight? And your two minutes starts now. First off, guys, what the hell do you guys think of SummerSlam? SummerSlam this Sunday. Holy crap! John Cena got his ass kicked. He's already dead. He's already <laughs> dead. Oh my god! I mean, sixteen suplexes. Oh my god! Anyway, so guys, um, first off, though, for, for the for the country roll thing, all I gotta say is simply put, all I really do is. On Crunchyroll, mainly just listen to Salem and Crystal, which is really amazing, by the way. I mean, yes, it is. The, the current episode, I mean, Sailor Moon firing her laser. Oh my god, that's awesome. I mean, haven't seen it yet. I mean, I didn't realize that she actually could fire ha- have a laser, but I didn't really get get that far into the manga and everything. But it's pretty cool, pretty cool and stuff. And in my opinion, even though even though the original Sailor Moon is amazing, though I still I, I I'm starting to starting to slowly. Come into coming into crystal and everything. It looks pretty cool. Awesome. Yeah. Yep. And uh, as for my first con experience, a lot con experience. Uh, even though I said on the on the chat already, though. But my first con was back in 2006 at NDK 2006. I went only on a Friday, though. I thought everything was all in one day, though. But I didn't really realize everything was spread out and stuff. So. Even though it's Friday, was kind of a boring day. I still had I still had fun regardless. I tried to make the best of it and stuff. That's good. I'm glad you did. Yeah, that's back in 2006, and currently next year next year for cons may, may be a little bit different for me depending on things next year. With like for instance, I might there might be a chance I may be moving with Serene 1488 next year, but 
if that does happen, more than likely, I might be heading down to Yumacon next year. Cool. Awesome. Detroit. Yep, in Detroit Rock City, baby. Yeah. I, I went there a couple a few years ago. It was pretty fun. Um, so you have anything else for us tonight? Um, I, um, not, not nothing much, guys. I'm just getting ready, getting ready to see uh, Doctor Who this Saturday, the the the, the, the uh, return of the Doctor for Peter Capaldi and stuff. So I'm really excited for that. Cool, awesome. So, Yay, twelve. So I hope you enjoy that. I will, man. All right, man. Good, good, good talking, guys. Right. Guys, um, I'll I'll talk to you. I'll, I'll listen to you next week as usual. Hey, take care. All right, take care, man. Bye. Right, man. Later. All right, that was pretty cool. All right. All right, we're going to knock this out. Let's go ahead and knock out this next one. It's all you, Mako. Yeah, we're running on a theme here. Mm. Uh, Osaka police sergeant arrested for putting smartphone between women's legs on a train. What? God damn it. I expect this shit from Geek Squad, but not... Uh, well, never mind. I ex- Never mind. What the hell was I thinking? So, a 41-year-old police sergeant from Osaka um, has been arrested after it was discovered that while riding in a train, he put his smartphone between a woman's legs. Uh, basically, uh, it's quoted as saying that the incident occurred around 11 p.m. on August 12th um, in the train on the Osaka line. Uh, he is alleged to have placed his smartphone between the legs of a woman in her 20s who was sitting next to him uh-huh. and asleep. Um, she was dozing and grabbed his hand after she felt the smartphone. Uh, he denied any wrongdoing, police said, and claimed that the woman grabbed him for no reason. Police, however, later found a picture on his smartphone that had been taken at the time, showing a small yeah, bit yeah. of the woman's clothing. Busted. And then it was reported that in the year 2000, he was issued a warning by the chief of police after another case in which he groped a woman on a train. Was it with Japanese police officers and their abuse of power? I, I, I don't um, know. Just Japanese police officers? Let's right. l- l- let's, let's not l- go there. Let's not. Let's not. Hey, it's Ranger Serena. Whoa, hey, at least give Hi. us a second to, to introduce you. <laughs> wow, you're, you're the first person to call that has actually jumped the gun on us. <laughs> oh. It's all good. It's all good. You can... We can just tell that you just really hyped to call in, so... Thanks for calling Anime Jam Session. Who do we have the honor of, call- of speaking to tonight? It's Ranger Serena. Hey, hey. Hey. Hello, hello. How you doing? What's, hey. on, what's on your mind tonight? At your two minutes start now. Okay, so my story is of my cosplay commission from hell. Oh, boy. Yeah. It was in March this year. I commissioned the girl to make me Sailor Princess Tiana for my birthday, which I was going to anime next for this year. And come to find out that after all the delays and everything, her promising to get it, not getting it, that she wound up going to another commissioner to try to get it done, but say she was the one that made it. Wow. Oh, by the way, you might want to turn your speakers down so we can kind of hear you. And sometimes that feedback is no bueno. Oh, that might be better. There you go. Just a little. But, um, yeah. So I went to the group, and I had to try to get my money back. Yeah. And she kept saying she sent it, she sent it, and then wound up not sending it. So I had to go through the hell of going through my bank to get it from her. So mm-hmm. they gave me a fight until I sent them a 28-page long fax 
of our entire correspondence from the time that I told her I wanted the costume until she finally fessed up that she didn't have it. Wow. And then when they saw the 28 pages, they just gave me back my money. That's what's up. (laughs) That is what's up. I mean, that's just a brand new level of shystiness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, when the girl that she tried to ask to make the costume, uh, like, confronted her in Facebook chat, she initially said no, the costume was for her until the girl confronted her with the measurements that I gave her that I wanted, and it was the exact same ones she wanted, and then she admitted that yeah, she was trying to get it for me, but she was totally gonna tell me that the costume was for her. Mm. That, that that's just that's just grimy, re- really grimy. So yeah, I will be sticking to cosplay.com to find my commissioners from now on. Well, you know we do have a similar group of people. Trust me, I know people you can go to without having to go to cosplay.com. I, I know people's talk to me. I know people's. <laughs> yeah, I typically don't have that much of an issue. Uh, I know, but I'm saying I just know people who can do you. Really high grade quality work, and they're local. All right, then I'll totally have to hit you up on uh, Facebook later because I still up. want that costume. All right, all right, thanks, guys. I hope you get your costume. All right, take care. You too. All right, bye. 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 Later. All right, I think uh, give that time. I think that's it for the Skype line because we took like what three, four calls tonight. Yep. Yeah, I think uh-huh. probably from for starting next week, I'm probably gonna move the Skype line to the open forum topic, so we have to make it more in there. So let's go ahead and finish wrapping this up. Japan is a home to technology. They come up with the most craziest things. Now, there is a in Japan you can buy a sex doll. You can get them here, but we're talking shit along the lines of Saber Marionette J at Chobits, if given the possibility, out of Japan. It seems that the Japan sex doll industry has gone to the next level with creating the, uh, the perfect Dutch wife, which comes with realistic feeling skin. <laughs> I think that would just fuck with me too badly. It's the uncanny valley, man. You're way deep in it. Yes. These are non-inflatable dolls sold under the name Dutch Wives, which is a Japanese term for a sex doll. And the company that makes them, they say that when you buy one, you will never want a real girlfriend again. You buy one, you don't deserve a real girlfriend ever again. (laughs) Yeah, they sell for a thousand pounds. So, how much is that in yen or dollars? Let's something like seventeen, eighteen hundred dollars. Mm. I'm guessing. Let's see. Yeah, it's sixteen hundred and sixty-one dollars. Youch! If you drop that much money, that doll better give a good reach around. Mm. And I'm going to post a picture in the chat room so that you can oh see boy. for yourself. I mean, it's that light. I mean, it's it's just kind of scary. 
And as somebody new to the chat room says at live.vognetwork.com says, this is for people who don't need the crossbreed. Agreed. And as Nemesis47 says, what happened to actually finding a real chick in Japan? This is Japan. Yeah. There are people in Japan that have, you know, whole collections of these dolls. And then some. Yeah. I don't know about you all, but I feel a little dirty after reading that. I feel fucking disgusting. Uh, uh, Shower and take our last break? A shower? You think that's going to be enough? I'll give (laughs) you the Brillo pad. How about that? Yeah. My question, where are the guy dolls? Of course! What? I see all of this stuff for the female dolls. I don't see anything for male dolls. Mm. And women are just as, you know, perverted and, you know, needy. (laughs) (laughs) I left my pain pills up in the apartment. I I don't... um, You're welcome. We'll be back. Yeah. 
I didn't even realize that song kind of cut off just like that. I was expecting like maybe like like one or two seconds of dead air going right into the ending track like that. Yeah, oh well, win. this is still fun. Yeah, can't win them all. 
and um, I just surprised one of my friends on Facebook because you, if you're on my personal Facebook every Tuesday I do what's called share a coke Tuesday you know I'll buy a coke and I'll tag everybody's with every person with that name that's on there and I will have that option if you want the bottle because you can't find your name I'll ship it to you because I have boxes sitting here and I'll just pack it up and send it It's only gonna cost me a couple of bucks it's not that big of a deal for me I don't mind doing it so I still have a couple here that from waiting on a couple of friends that they want it or not if not I may just have to recycle it. I haven't been able to find any with my name on it. Your name should be available, but it's weighted distributing everything because one of my friends in the South can't find hers. So I guess it's all based on the distribution and so forth, you know? They don't have mine. Not in America. You have to go to England to find my name. Well, that and you can't put on the bottle. Sh- you can't put on the bottle. Uh, share a coke with bitch. <laughs> har har har. What? Oh, come no, on. I'm serious. I know. I, I know. I don't feel like having to import. You know the European Coke bottle with my name on it. Well, you can always go to those Coke tours, but I think it's already passed through our area. You can actually go to the to the to the van and get two cans printed with your name with your names. Oh, and then I can get bitch on one of them. Maybe. Yeah. Do they Will they print it on there for you? I don't know, but probably not. They have a database and it's based off of that cuz I know some people who couldn't get it done. I meant to get two done Saturday, but I forgot and ended up doing other things because I wanted to get ones printed. One that said Link and one... No, no. One that says Luigi and the other one that says Daisy. Oh, uh, how geeky. Yep. Well, someone did Link and Zelda. I thought they were Photoshop. <coughs> and, um... Serenity41088 says... I saw my man's on a diet one once. <coughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> wow. You okay there? Yeah, something went down the wrong, the wrong way. Hold on. <clears throat> anyway, where were we? Okay. <clears throat> Talking about Coke. That came out so wrong. <laughs> yeah, well, at least, uh, you know, my drinking didn't attempt to kill me. <laughs> oh, God. Damn it, Mako-chan. What? Maybe it was telling you to, you know, <laughs> shut the fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, like Serenity 488 said, I saw my man's on a diet one once. And, you know, maybe that can of Coke, that can of Coke's trying to tell him something. Who knows? And Jeff B goes, dead air and Coke, dead Coke. <laughs> and Ser- Ranger Serena, I'm okay. I don't need an ether. The wind went down the wrong pipe and I just couldn't talk. It's all good. <laughs> That's very good. Shut up, you. <laughs> I will so beat you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
if you like what you heard, tell a friend. They in turn tell another friend, and so on and so forth. Um, let us know what you think of the podcast. You can drop us a line at podcast at animejamsession.com. Tell us what you think. We're here to listen. Check us out at animejamsession.com. All of our podcasts are there. If you can't get to them, you can always find us on Podcast Alley, iTunes, Stitcher, Miro, Double Twist, Blueberry, Xbox Music, and TuneIn Radio. iTunes and Stitcher, we just ask for five-star reviews if you could. Be so kindly. That's all. YouTube, youtube.com slash TV. Almost all of the 2013 videos will be there. I just got to finish this one. I had a bit of some system troubles, but I believe I can knock that last one out probably tomorrow. Good boy. Wolf. YouTube.com slash DJRonMess. RE22682. Jupe Luna. Follow us on YouTube. See what videos that we like or custom um, stuff that we will post. Twitter. Twitter.com slash AnimeJamSession. Follow us here for the latest on updates of conventions that we're going to. Uh, articles, photos, videos, staff news, all nine yards. If you want to follow us individually on Twitter, you can find me at DJRonMess. Ari is at the Ari Man. Mako Chan's at Jovidea. Facebook. Facebook.com slash Anime Jam Session. Dude, 2,808 of y'all. Thank you. Thank you very much for your likes of the page, the articles, the photos, everything we put up there. As long as you continue to like it, we're going to keep giving you more content. If you want to follow us individually on, on Facebook, you can find me at Facebook.com slash IMDJRonMess or that DJ Ron Mascot. Mako's over at Facebook.com slash Makoto Makochan Kino or Makochan. You can't miss that one. It has Mandy from Grim Adventures as our icon. And Facebook.com slash Ari Rockefeller. Um, don't forget, I do. we have another podcast that we do um, it's, we, uh, every other week. It's, we do it the second and fourth week of the month. It's the Crystal Chronicles of Sailor Moon Podcast, hosted by Mako-chan. Hi. I sit in the background and record the audio with Yosinex and Yatin and Steph. Now I'm doing it. With, uh-huh. With Seiya and Yatin from Kinmoka Revolution. Um, let's see. If you get I feel chance, left out. <laughs> if you want to do something, go for it, bro. Um, let's see what else we have here. Um, I think I have some other news. Um, if you can't check out Anime Ad- Addicts Anonymous podcast, they gave us a shout out, so we're going to shout them out. So check them out. Um, also check out the Fans View POV. Um, I am. I know I mentioned months ago another podcast I'm bringing on. Uh, I'm still working on that. They will be. I will be posting those their podcast on iTunes soon. But once the first episode is up, you can go check it out. But like, but as always, you can always find us on the Vogue Network, uh, Tuesdays and Thursdays. We're live Tuesdays at 9.30 Eastern. Uh, of course, Thursdays at 1. But we're not the only podcast on this network. Star Wars Power Coupling Podcast for Star Trek. We have Critical Myth, British Invaders, Pod Culture, and Understation Live. If you like books, movies, television, comics, pop culture, British programming, Doctor Who. If you like what we do on Tuesday nights, listen to Electric Sister. They come on at 8 o'clock. And their 400th episode is coming right up, so you should definitely check them out for that. If you like World of Warcraft and MMOs, there's Girls Gone Wild and Whorehouse on Wednesdays. 
If you want straight up video gaming talk, gaming information, independent gamer lifestyle, and gamer credit, check out the Bobby Blackwolf Show um, Sundays at 8, followed by Orange Challenge Radio at 9. Those two programs are the cornerstone of the VOG Network. Definitely check them out. Um, let's see. Look at the calendar. Yes, we will still be live um, for the next few months. As always, we'll take our, our little Christmas vacation off in December. But other than that, we'll be here. Um, let's see. Let's go ahead. Round Robin. Last words. Ari. This leg brace is cumbersome as fuck, and I am going to go back up to my room and chow down on, on the Vicodin. That can be taken out of context so harshly, can it? Mm-hmm. Okay. Seriously, it's really starting to hurt. I believe you. Mako-chan? Um... It was brought up in chat that we should have a hentai-centric episode. Oh, God. <laughs> God damn you, whoever that was. <laughs> um, yeah, so, uh, I, I think we need to make this happen. Alright, I suppose we should. My last words... Skype computer is still shutting down with updates. Jesus Christ, make up your mind, you slow piece of shit. That is it. End of fucking list. We're getting out of here. I'm Ronma. I'm Mari. And I'm Mako-chan. Great fight, great night. See you next week. We out of here, bitches. Night. Say goodnight, Mako-chan. Goodnight, Mako-chan. Thank you, there is a god. Goodnight, Mako-chan. Hate you! <laughs> you just had to say it, didn't you? When you comment and make little slide remarks, I'm going to get back at you. Bitch. Have yep. you noticed the pattern Our developing here? production of Anime Jam Session and AJS Productions. No fanboys and fangirls were hurt, maimed, shot, electrocuted, or pistol-whipped in this episode. For now. The views, opinions, and thoughts expressioned on the show do not reflect the staff or the network as a whole. But we're still right, dammit! For transcripts of this episode, start typing. Check us out at AnimeGemSession.com and VogNetwork.com for more information about us and other programming. Jamathane!